Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, I'm talking about bitterness today. You know, bitterness is what divorce attorneys use to legally take your life savings and your children's college. I mean, the truth is, you never know who you've married until you divorce them. You know, the truth is, is that attorneys bait you on bitterness. They want to exacerbate that in order to make much more money because you become using your use the legal system as a way to to exert your bitterness and try to get some semblance of justice and fairness which there never is in family court because it's really in the end it's all up to the judge and all that battle is usually a formula and if you go underneath all the bitterness you'll come to find it's a formula and if you just stick with the formula you're going to be in a much better shape than you are if you're going to take out your emotional injustices on the court and in the court to exacerbate how horrible your partner really is and nobody really cares and the real victims are your kids because they lose out on everything so we're not going to talk about divorce today but what we're going to really really talk about is bitterness and the cost of bitterness you know the progression to becoming emotionally bitter is like the progression of a physical growth of a child you know, while the parent of a, a young kid, for example, doesn't notice how much their their kid grows in height each day, there comes a time when the parent suddenly realizes, hey, this child's grown, you know, and the progression is uh, uh, becoming bitter happens in a similar way, slowly, like a slippery slope following an escalating pattern until a difference is clearly recognizable later. So we have to really understand what does bitterness mean? And it, it means feeling emotionally bitter is feelings of sadness and anger and resentment, especially accumulated over time. Especially feeling bitter involves a mix of emotions and it can cause uh, a difficulty to identify and express in simple terms because we hang on to that bitterness. We hang on to that victim theme. We have labeled this person as this horrible thing and all our energy is exerted on preventing them from ever hurting us again. And usually people become bitter because they're codependent or they have no boundaries. And so they develop bitterness because they feel like they've been taken for granted, taken advantage of. But the deal is they never take accountability for their own crap and for what they've done to prop these turds up that they're married to or the people that they're having to deal with. You know, so here's the thing. You find yourself getting irritated, frequently triggered by little things that probably shouldn't bother you. That's a sign. And when a person becomes bitter, the most obvious effect is their mood. Uh, significantly and specifically, the bitter person's baseline mood is anger, disappointment, irritability, and resentment. And the feelings are difficult to let go of because you've been betrayed. And trust, when you betray someone's trust, that is the ultimate betrayal, which is what that person discovers, that you have betrayed me. 
you have hurt me. Now that I'm angry, I'm in fight or flight. Now that I'm bitter, I'm in fight or flight, and I'm going to make sure you're in fight or flight. And I'm going to torture you and get you back for all that you've done to me in some subtle way or in some obvious way or in both ways. And some people stay married and do that to each other. You know, a simple way to measure your own mood is to think about the past several days and ask yourself on a one to 10 scale, how content and positive you felt on average each day. And if you're being honest with yourself and your average numbers are low, that's a clear sign. You know, there's there's other ways to understand. If you sent angry or frustrated emails or left a similar voicemail, you got into verbal conflict of any kind with anyone in your personal or professional life, you've had a negative emotional reaction to somebody who may be a stranger that you encountered while you're driving, you're at work or running errands when nobody's watching you but them, or you snapped at anyone in response to something they said or asked, or if you've engaged in any of these behaviors in the past few days and also have a habit of doing any of these things on a regular basis, you may have gotten into a bitter spiral that requires your uh, attention. And the other part of bitterness is stonewalling, just never responding, completely discounting that person's life by acting as if they're not alive, by acting as if they're not important, by any communication becoming very transactional. That is another way that a person who is bitter is going to operate because they are too scared and too don't trust themselves to actually say anything constructive because they know they're sitting in bitterness. You know, as a rule, the quality of personal and professional relationships suffers when a person becomes bitter. And while relationships are intended to be sources of support, encouragement, the bitter person comes to feel that relationships are frustrating and unsatisfying. And those individuals have lost faith and trust in others close to them, telling themselves that relationships are not worth the trouble, the hassle, and and ultimately no one cares enough about them anyhow. That's how bitter people are. They live in this victim theme that no one will ever love me. Everybody is awful. And the person I love, especially the person that I'm tied to because I took a covenant and a contract with that person, is the ultimate horrible person on the face of the earth. And I shall treat them as such. You know, how appreciated do you feel by your partner? That is something that you need to ask yourself. You know, if single, how appreciated did you feel in your last romantic relationship with your last partner? How much do those around you understand and validate your feelings when you share them, especially your frustration or your anger? These questions and the data that they produce are more important because they point clear to the areas to focus on and your numbers fall wrong in negative directions. So if you're answering these questions and you're going, nobody cares about me, there's a good chance you're living in a sense of bitterness. And bitterness is hard to dig yourself out of, but we're going to learn how to do that in this show. You know, you've come to believe that it's possible you never may feel happy. And when you consider unhappiness, you may first associate it with with your mood, with your anger. And it's true that depression includes feeling unhappy, but many times individuals who feel unhappy actually feel more angry and bitter than depressed. And bitterness is not only a mix of sadness and anger and rage, 
but it's also an accumulation of disappointments, which cause resentment across the various part of a person's life. So if you plan on living in bitterness, you actually are in fight or flight as if you're being chased to be killed by the woolly mammoth all the time. Do you really think that that's going to contribute to your longevity in life? No. So if you value yourself above all the hatred you have given and all the power you've decided to give someone else, you need to understand that you've got to resolve that crap if you want to live a good life. Otherwise, you can just sit in that like bitter old people do and just stew in it until you die. You know, there is an action plan. It's it's crucial to understand that anyone has the feelings that they have for a reason. And bitter individuals are no exception. They need validation. They need to understand that there have been injustices. But they also need to understand the harsh reality that fair is a place where they judge pigs. You're not going to get it in this life. You may get it in the next life, in heaven, but you're not going to get it here. Fair is not in the cards, and you need to cut that crap out because justice and fairness is not in the cards for human beings. We are subjective, we are selfish, we are corrupt, and we're rotten people. We have good to us, and that's really where we want to resonate, but the biggest part of understanding is in a vast majority of a crowd of people, justice and fairness is not going to happen because people become group bias. And so they will team against you. Becoming bitter is likely the consequence of feeling invalidated, underappreciated, no voice, and too many situations and relationships, that is the case. But the problem snowballs when you're hurt. So once you're hurt, the bitter person gives in and gives up. And instead of giving, giving up, you need to take action and make the difference between the life that is isolated and one that is connected. And that is called boundaries. Boundaries is what I can do and what I can't do. This is what I can put up with. This is what I can't. Here's another way to coach your way out of bitterness. You know, I prefer that you actually listen to me. I prefer that you shut your mouth and actually took the time to understand what I'm trying to say to you. I would prefer that we did things this way instead of that way. I would prefer that you treated me like this instead of that. Now we're talking boundaries. Now we're talking teaching people how to love you instead of sitting there like a victim who can't do anything. You don't live in prison. You actually are able to create the conditions of your life, and people will adapt to that if you make your mind up. Specifically, the tendency to overthink and overfeel are part and parcel of bitterness. So the next time you engage in either practice, you want to spring into action by shifting to productivity that distracts you. But the other part of it, and we're going to talk about this later, is you know that person that you hate the most? They've contributed to your life. They may have contributed in a negative way, but you've learned something. What have you learned from that person? Is there good in that person? Because if you will search down inside, you will understand that there's a lot of things that that person probably provided you that you're actually grateful for. But now that you're bitter, you forget all about that. All you think about is all the horror and the terror and the trauma that they put you through. But that's not all the case. Gratitude is your way through life. Gratitude is resiliency. That doesn't mean you forget all the crap they did to you. 
but what you want to do is not resonate with it because it's not who you are. We're all in pain. That is the universal language of all human beings, of our souls, is pain, pain. And we implement that and push that on each other because we don't want to have to deal with our own pain. And so instead of dealing with our own pain, we want to cause pain. And unfortunately, in relationships, that is the tripping point. That is the problem that happens in relationships. Ultimately, the process of becoming a bitter person is sneaky and slow, and it makes it difficult to detect what's happening because the person that you are as the enabler are have no boundaries and are being groomed to tolerate abuse. And so, yes, you're going to be bitter, but yes, you're 50% of the problem, and you need to get that. It's not the other person. It's how you receive it and how you choose to respond because you don't like conflict because you're a big chicken shit. But the deal is you got to be an adult. If you want to be an adult in life, you got to stand up and take accountability for what your role is in the problem instead of pointing your finger at other people. And that is how we overcome bitterness. You don't need that pill to take every day of your life and every evening of your life and think about how hopeless and horrible and abused and traumatized your life is and fixating and ruminating over that kind of crap is not a way to live your life. So you want to adopt a new approach. You want to take action and reduce the bitterness and increase your hope for the future. You know, psychologists have for for a long time observed that personality traits such as anger, hostility, you know, pessimism lead to physical illnesses that can impact, you know, a, a whole bunch of things because intense life regrets have been linked with headache symptoms. Chronic headaches have been uh, associated with anger and conversely life satisfaction has been also but individuals may find it easier to change their own behavior and moods than the physical environment and social environments which they exist so they choose to respond differently to their environment not emotionally engage their environment and take it all in as personal they may go oh that person is flawed. I need to understand that I have to take with what they say as a uh, a one-off. I need to take what they say as their problem and not my problem. You know, if you walk around worried about how the world perceives you, you're going to be bitter. You're going to try to sell the world on what a great person you are and how entitled you are because you're bitter and traumatized and a victim and done and horrible things have been done to you. Yes, you walk through life like that, but people read through the, the that. They understand that they have every right to be bitter too, but they don't choose to be. And so you have to wake up and understand you got to start worrying about yourself. And that is called I statements, not you statements. I statements, you know? So, you know, what kind of mechanisms, speaking of bitterness, linked to disease? And we really have to understand that. You know, the real perceived danger sets a strange range of physical responses in motion. The body mobilizes because you're in fight or flight. Bitterness is fight or flight. It is internal projections to prepare for defense of running away. And this is commonly known as fight or flight. So the response involves an activation of the sympathetic nerve system. So here's some of the things that happen. There's a release of inflammatory hormones like cortisol, 
increase the heart rate and the blood pressure, diversion of blood from the hand and feet to the large muscles to prepare for fighting and fleeing, slowing or stopping of digestion, mobilization of glucose to sustain energy. So yes, you're going to eat a lot of desserts because stress spelled backwards is desserts. And also the increased perspiration to assist with keeping your body cool. Increase in platelet adhesiveness, which means the blood becomes sticky and it's more able to stop bleeding. But that also means heart disease. And after the perceived dangers pass, the body tires, and it, but it tries to return back to normal. But your parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for recuperation and homeostasis. So these physical stress responses, when they're activated appropriately and occasionally, are healthy and natural. But the human species has not been meant to live in survival mode all the time. We are the safest we've ever been. The only thing that is unsafe in your life today is the environment you've put yourself in and how you've choose to interact with it. You know, the, the, the physical stress responses, when activated appropriately, can be healthy. And they become problematic when stressful situations continue to give the body a chance to calm down and return to balance. But it's in your mind. The dangers are all in your mind. And that affects us. That triggers fight or flight. And so you have to understand you've got to interact differently with your environment. If you've labeled your spouse as dangerous, can't be trusted, emotionally, I cannot trust them, physically, I cannot trust them, financially, I cannot trust them, and you live in that instead of try to dive into the problem and solve it or release yourself from the problem by leaving that person and understanding they're toxic and you need to let it go. But some people are too afraid of that because of my kids. Well, what your kids are probably witnessing is the worst thing that you could possibly teach them, which is how to be in an unhealthy marriage. But that being the point, in most instances, we can run away and change the situation, but we can also change how we respond to the people in our life. You know, by and large, the danger that leads us to stress response is in our head. And the imagination and anticipation of bad events is more dangerous than the experience of bad events. That rumination and exaggeration of what might happen. For most people, this train, this train of thought leads on automatic pilot to fight or flight all the time. Because you're always anticipating. But you see, anticipation can be solved if you actually remedy it instead of sit down and try to think about what possibly horrible things could happen. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. 
Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, We're talking about the cost of bitterness. You know, I call it what divorce attorneys use to legally take your life savings and your children's college. Because this is what attorneys love to bait in family court is bitterness. Because they make a fortune trying to exacerbate your business, your bitterness through the court system. You know, feelings like anger, hostility, envy, bitterness, hate evoke the stress response if these feelings are persistent and the body's capacity to stay healthy and fight off illness can become impaired. And what you also need to understand through the Genome Project, which was conducted maybe about 18 to 20 years ago, but it really determined there's 32 common genes, but one of those genes is a stress gene and that gene is designed to kill you. It's your exit strategy. So if you have predisposition to heart disease, uh, cancer, diabetes, whatever your exit strategy is, if you're going to live your life stressed out, that gene, eventually your brain gets sick of dealing with the stress. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm at the, the end of my rope. And the brain will activate the gene. And once that gene is activated, you're on your way out. Yes, you may have a heart attack and the doctor may heal you, but you'll have another one because that's how you're supposed to die. And so that gene does not stop. It will stop the minute you're dead. And if you live a life full of bitterness, you are playing with that gene and you're likely living what's called a suicidal life where you are at the end of your rope and you are playing with death right now because that gene will kick on your strategy. And that is called self-sacrifice. And you need to understand that bitterness is not worth that. You know, our behaviors and our feelings are part of the complex mix of genetic predisposition to illness. The physical and the social environment, the individual behavior that leads to illness. It is holistic. It all plays into your health. And besides, a correlation or link established in health does not uh, equal causation 
But however, as a whole, all of those components, especially stress, is going to exacerbate your organs, your blood, your body, all of the wrong toxins come out and your body has to adapt to living with that. You know, you know, why do you have to hold on to hostility or bitterness? If letting go might improve your health, let go of prolonged negative feelings is likely to let go of those negative things. And now we turn to what's called positive affirmations, positive thought, positive self statements may help some people, but uh, but other people feel they're trivial. You know, practice, you know, such as being positive, such as focusing on your strengths by focusing on your own value rather than what your perceived value is. Stop looking at yourself through the eyes of others and understand what your value is. Make peace with it and then let them adapt to you rather than you having to adapt to their warped, sick, ugly, narcissistic strategies. There's lots of narcissism in this world. If you want to die because narcissists are narcissists, that's one thing. Or if you want to live your life on your terms without determining your value by what other people continue to say to you, now you're living in a life that is about your existence, your soul, your journey, and that is unapologetic. You know, holding on to toxic feelings can really pollute your health and well-being but there are ways to break free let go give your mind and body a rest and who knows you may soon find that you don't have any frowns to turn upside down you know it's a huge thing all bitterness starts out as hurt and your emotional pain may well relate to the viewing of, of whoever or whatever provoked this hurt is having malicious intent Most of the time, the people that are projecting their negativity on you and are judging you are actually judging themselves. They are projecting on you what they hate about themselves. Yes, when people judge, they are actually communicating the very thing that they cannot stand about themselves or what they are particularly capable of doing. They want you to pay the cost for what they actually know they're capable of doing. You know, bitterness is a chronic and pervasive state of smoldering resentment because we've been gaslighted over and over to think that we are the crazy ones. Well, we're all crazy. It's not that you're the crazy one. All of us are crazy. All of us have issues. And the deal is we love to project our issues on everybody else but ourselves. We love to look at the world and all the injustices and point them out when we ourselves are one big fat ball of injustice if you actually understood what's going on in our brain. If we all knew what each other was thinking, none of us would have anything to do with each other. We take each other far too serious. And we need to understand that threats of divorce and threats of breaking up and threats of hurting, you know, they're threats. That's great. I'm going to take you on face value that you don't love me and you don't want me, but I'm not going to take it personal. I understand I've violated you. I understand I've hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to live in that because I know that I, I, as a whole, I'm a better person and I probably did not intend to hurt you. I was just being a selfish jerk and did things that I shouldn't have done. You know, that is how we have to recover. We have to understand that as a whole, most all of us, not all of us, most all of us are mostly good. You know, if you look at people as more good than they are bad, 
you have a better chance of relating to the human race while we're on this earth. If you don't want to worry about judgment, if you don't want to worry about all the things you've done, if you don't want to worry about all the, the people you've crossed and all the violations you've made, wait until you die, because ultimately none of that will be important. How your wife or your husband think about you is not going to be important. How your children think about you is not going to be important. How all the people in your life that feel that you've violated their 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 well-being is not going to be important. What's going to be important is your heart. Is your heart. And that's what we have to fix. If you fill your heart with anger and bitterness, your heart is going to become corrupt and your heart is going to hurt all people in life, including the people that have hurt you especially. And so you have to understand if you want to live that way, you're living against the way that we're built. We are meant to relate. If you want meaning in your life, you have to understand that that is your legacy. If your legacy is bitterness, that is what's going to be left behind, that you're a bitter old man. I remember when I was a young child, there was a nasty old man that lived next door. He could not stand children. But every day, I would go out there on my big wheel and ride around my driveway and tell him, Hi, how's it going? How are you? Hope you're having a great day. And over and over and over again, that man was bitter and nasty. He wouldn't say hi. He wouldn't do anything. Mr. McLaughlin, that was his name. But the bottom line was eventually he broke down and he was actually kind to me, which was amazing. But you have to understand, if you want to get the best in people, you have to refer to the best in people. You know, you have to prevent yourself from, you know, uh, experiencing the negativity and actually look at, hey, there's a lot of things in my life, including my partner who has hurt me to the core, that I appreciate. There's things that I've dreamed of having that I have today. There's places I'm living that I never thought I would live. There are children I have that I never thought I would have. There are jobs and opportunities that I never thought I would be able to get that I do have now or I dreamed of having and now I have them. There's places I've been with this person that I hate that I've actually done great things with. Yes, there are things to reflect on that are positive in all relationships, but if you choose to tear the wall down and just continue to beat people down on the horrible things that they've done to you, you're going to find that that's all you have is your bitterness, and you just have to wallow in that crap until you die. You know, if you interfere with cultivating healthy, satisfying relationships that lead you to doubt and disparage and your connection to other people that is going to withdraw you from the human race. Nobody wants to hear a whiner. Whiners suck the soul straight out of your body. So you and your victim themes and your bitterness are a whiner. And if you want to be a whiner and you want to whine to your partner about how awful they are, why don't you decide to take some action, get a backbone, get a life, do something with yourself that is constructive and healthy and unapologetic and not seeking permission from that person and not out of bitterness, not out of anger, but do it for you that is good for you and make them look at that and go, I have to deal with that. Now they're doing good things in their life. Now I've got to deal with that. So maybe it's time you step into your life and actually discover why you're here. That is the greatest day of your life. Why am I here? Figure it out because you don't have all the time in the world. 
You got to figure it out. Why am I here? That's a soul question. That's a meaning question. That's a where do I want my life to rub against other people's lives and make their lives better? What part of me can bring goodness to other people's life? Where have I done hard in my life where other people haven't that I could actually give to them? These are the things you need to think about because that is where the meaning of your life is. The other meaning of your life is the memories that you create with people in your life. Like sitting down and playing a board game might be a memory. Yes, going fishing with your child may be a memory. Yes, having dinner with your family may actually be a memory. You don't have to spend money to make memories. You need to actually invest in your life to make memories. But bitterness prevents us from that. And it's sad, but as you're bitter, you are sacrificing years and days and hours away from the value of your life. You know, the the bitterness robs you of vital energy, far better employed to help you realize your desires, achieve your goals that you have coveted. But if you're an undecisive person, if you're that, if you're a person that can't make up your mind and actually commit to a decision that you make, your character is so weak that it is your fault you're bitter. You haven't figured out why you're here. You need to figure it out. It is not up to everybody else in the world to do that for you. You need to answer your own question. You need to decide, hey, I'm here on this planet. I need to do these things because that's what my gifts are. I need to help other people in this way. And your partner and your people in your life, your support system, need to get behind that because you've actually made a choice and decided a direction, and now everybody knows how to love you. But if you're this apologetic, indecisive individual like many people are, you're just going to sit there and stew and watch other people pass you by Because you don't have the courage to take a leap of faith. And that is, my friends, what spirituality leads us to, is to understand why we're here. Have faith. Take leaps of faith. Jump. Do it. Go. Experientially learn. Fail. Learn from it. It's okay. Go, go, go. If you want to go to college, don't figure out what you want to do in college. Pick something, go, and figure it out when you get there. Because you learn experientially. And that's how life is. But people who are bitter are afraid to make choices for themselves, are afraid to be alone, are afraid to stand their ground, are afraid to have boundaries. And that is how they contribute to their own bitterness. You know, you have to live, if you're going to live in this vengeful state, you're going to erode your sense of well-being and you're never going to get to know who the hell you are and what your worth is because you're so caught up in anger and bitterness, which is a reactive state of mind rather than a proactive state of mind. A third world country, you're not safe. So guess what? They're not going to invent how to go to the moon, how to do the greater things in this life. If your brain is bitter, you live in a third world country. If you actually decide, I'm safe, I'm relatively safe, I can make good choices, I can do some things in my life, well, guess what? Now you can operate off of hope, off of faith, because now you can make choices and move yourself in a direction that is good for you. And if people know you're doing something good for you, they'll get behind you. 
but you have to have faith in that too. Your level of commitment is going to determine the support you get from others. You know, you want to show your personal power. It's limited to yourself, but even in the face of the gravest injustice, redirecting your focus inwards about not taking on the negativity and having hope and becoming resilient like Job was in the Bible, stand your ground. I believe in God. I know I'm here for a reason. I don't have to answer to anybody but God, and I am going to do what is right in this life unapologetically. And yes, I may end up with a divorce because I may have a partner that doesn't have the ability to understand that their narcissistic ways don't work. And if they can't come to grips with that, maybe I've outgrown them. Move on. But, you know, if anger intimidates an almost irritable uh, impulse towards unforgiveness, it's mostly renouncing vindict- uh, it's mostly announcing that vindictiveness is the way to be. Well, that's not the way to be. And you can actually change your attitude because your attitude can be your greatest handicap in life that you chose to have. If you have an attitude like, you know, we can get through this. We can learn how to forgive each other. We can learn how to make a better life together. We can do better than what we've done in the past. I'm not discounting everything we've had in the past, but I'm saying we can build on it and do better and put away all our childish ways, put away all our temper tantrums, put away all our destructiveness. If we can both agree to do that, then maybe we have a future. Maybe we can engage each other now. Maybe we can stop living in the past and actually look forward to our future. This is the way through bitterness. And it's really important to understand that if you don't fully embrace that, you're going to have a problem. You need to identify your source of bitterness and what this person did to evoke your feelings. You need to develop a new way of looking at your past, your present, your future, Look for hope. Include new, you know, how resentment has negatively affected your life and how letting it go can improve your future. Write a letter to this person describing their offenses towards you and then forgive and let go. And hopefully they will take accountability and say, I understand I did that. But if they're incapable, sometimes you've got to accept an apology you'll never get. And that's life. You also have to visualize having a better future, having neutralized the negative impact on resentment. I am not going to let that run my life. I'm going to be hopeful, and I'm going to look for hope, and I'm going to look for goodness, and I'm going to look for joy, and I'm I'm going to be grateful with what I have and build on that. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about coping with bitterness. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. 
Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're, we're talking about bitterness. You know, the you know cost of bitterness is huge. But what we have to understand is many people are passive aggressive. And what they do is they stuff their feelings. They stuff their feelings. They do not con. They hate conflict. So they just stuff it and stuff it and stuff it. And then eventually they blow over some stupid thing. They look like they are absolutely insane. Everybody's afraid of them because they're in fight or flight. And everybody else is in fight or flight because they're blowing up like a crazy person. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the passive aggressive person hasn't learned to deal with their emotions. And if you're going to have bitterness in your life, if you're going to hold on to that and resentment and anger and rage, and you're going to hold it all inside, it's like a forest fire inside and eventually will consume you and come out on the surface. And then everybody's going to see what has been simmering underneath you. This huge firestorm of horror and pain and anger comes out. You need to learn how to identify your emotions before you get there. I am upset. I feel betrayed. I feel that you disrespected me. I feel like nobody's listening. I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like I'm not important. I feel afraid. Whatever those things are, they're not fight or flight. Communicate them. Stop sitting there like an idiot and hold everything inside like you can't have conflict in your life. Life is conflict. We're relational creatures. We don't agree on everything. But it doesn't mean we have to be unsafe. And you become unsafe when you show your emotions because you can't trust yourself to manage them. So learn how to communicate them without being a drama queen. Get out there and actually speak to your emotions. I'm upset. I'm sad. I feel like I'm not important. Can't you communicate that? Can't you just do that? That's not offensive. You know, feeling angry or resentful after experiencing personal injury or betrayal is normal. However... We need to recognize if it's consuming us. That means we're giving power to the event that happens, to the people that were part of that event, to all of the things in our life. And then we want justice and fairness. And that's unfortunate because we don't always get justice and fairness. And if you keep hammering on justice and fairness and you being mistreated and you being misjudged and you having 
horrible people having horrible thoughts about you. Well, you're right. You're diminishing your value in life because bitterness is zero value. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody likes a bitter person. And if you're going to walk around like that, just live by yourself and suck it up and watch the news for the rest of your life. And then you'll be really bitter. You know, you have to understand that forms of bitterness is living in anger. And the human, to be angry, we all get riled up every once in a while. About, but to live in that is ridiculous. You know, you need to diagnose it. You need to understand it. You know, happiness is related issues like the, the, you know, works as well. Understanding when you have been happiest in your life. What are the greatest moments? Where did I feel like I was the person I want to be? These are the important things that you want to think about because that's where you need to resonate. That's where you need to focus because you need to get back to that person that you once were. At what point in this relationship with this person I cannot stand did we actually have a great relationship? Can I get back to that? Can I relate to that person from that place? Because if you did, you might get back in the relationship what you really need, you know? But we have this fear of being hurt. Well, you got to take a few chances. You got to take a leap of faith. And pain is a reminder you're still alive. So don't be afraid of it. It's part of living. And sometimes relationships go through mistrust. But you need to go understand that I've got to give this person the faith that they can be the better person. I've got to give them a chance to become the better person. And I know what a lot of people are thinking. I've done that. I've done it so many times. I've always done that. That's all I've ever done. Well, that's fine. But have you ever forgiven them? And are you treating them like a kid? Are you treating them from your bitterness? Because if you are, they're going to reject you. That's just the way it goes. They People know when you're bitter. People know when you're angry. People know when you're resentful by your sarcasm, by your snarky remarks, by your 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 compliments that are actually meant to hurt. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that you're communicating that you take no accountability for, and people respond to that, especially someone that knows they've hurt your feelings. You know, forgiveness is very simple. Examine the intention. How did you decide to do that? What made you decide to do this horrible thing? Now you're looking for forgiveness. But if you go, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Now you're assuming that there is a negative motive and you're going to not get the answer that you want. As a matter of fact, if you want your children to lie to you, ask them a why question. They'll lie to you every time because they don't know why they do something. Most of us oftentimes are impulsive and especially when we're emotional, and don't know why we do things. We don't have justification with why we do things. So stop asking the stupid why question. It was an emotional decision based on an impulse. Not a good choice. I can't justify it. That's your answer. Can you eat that one? Can you actually absorb that? Because the real most important part of forgiveness is what or how made you do this so that I can extend the process that led to the decision. That's the grounds to forgiveness. Because most of the time, we're not ill-intended. We're selfish, but we're not intending to hurt another person. And so guess what? We do things, and it hurts other people. And then we discover we've been selfish and childish and stupid and made impulsive choices that we can't justify. And that's life. And you need to accept that as a part of the truth of how we all live. We make impulsive emotional choices. 
we would rather make responsive choices where we calculate that's probably not a good choice. I need to take some time and think about that. That's a response. Responses can be trusted much better than reactions. Depressed people, anxious people, OCD people, bitter people make lots of emotional choices. That means they react to life. Always. You can't live that way. You've got to back off and think things through and come to logic. That is where you're going to walk on firm ground. You know, the things you want to look out for is is you think you've been given a a raw deal in life. You feel like everybody's against you. When communicating, you're always poking holes and critiquing rather than searching for solutions. You hold grudges even over the smallest things. These are signs that you need to get in touch with yourself. You know, you want to plan for action. I don't need to live reactively. I need to understand that my questions dictate my intelligence, not my answers. My my assumptions and hypothesis are not reality. I need to actually learn what another person is going through, what another person is thinking, where another person has been hurt in their life before I judge them. I need to understand where they came from, when they hurt me. Were they coming from that inner child that was injured and traumatized? Is there a 40-year-old person that is actually acting like a six-year-old? Yes, that's called an inner, inner child. Inner childs are incongruent. They say things like horrible names, name-calling, say terrible things about you, pass nasty judgments. That's because that child is hurting and they have no other way to deal with it but to try to hurt you back. That's what children do. And parts of us are incongruent with our age and come from those places. And bitter people hold on to that like a gold gold bar or a diamond they hold on to your inner that other person's inner child and they fault you for that rather than understand that you're coming from a tragic horrible part of your life that needs to be healed and what they really need to say is hey we need to work through this because i don't like it when you act like a six-year-old we need to understand that this is coming from some other place in your life that is not today you're not responding to me from your age you're better than this That's what we want to go to, the better parts of each other. You know, you got to let go of grudges. You got to learn to forgive. That is understanding intentions. You know, one thing that you have to do, you want to let go of bitterness is to learn to forgive consistently without conditions that this is what it takes to live. If I understand somebody's going to call me a name and say, you're the biggest jerk, blah, 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 whatever horrible thing they're going to say, I need to go, that's a red flag. They're probably thinking I'm not listening to them. So I need to do a better job listening because they're having to use dramatic language to get my attention. And bitter people will hang on to every horrible word that you say. Instead of looking at it as you're a call for help, you're trying to get me to listen. They're going, oh, you think I'm this, you think I'm that. And so they, their, their little inner child comes out and yes, they start to act like an idiot. And here's the other problem. There's a thing called transactional analysis and people in, in relationships often parent each other. You shouldn't be doing that, or that was horrible. I can't believe you did that. was embarrassing. That was a horrible. How could you say that to this kid? How could you do that to this person? Why would you do that? I can't believe it. You told me you were going to do this, 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 this. That's parenting. If you're going to act like you're your partner's parent, number one, that's not sexy. Number two, they're going to be enraged and disrespected, and you need to cut that crap out. Here's conflict. You know, 
I'm really upset because this happened. This is how I took it in. It hurt me because of this. And this is how I feel about it. I think it was terrible that you did that. I wish you would take accountability. Now, if the other person is going to be the adult, they'll respond, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry it put you through all that. And it really, it does suck that this happened. And and I I need to learn from that. That's called accountability. That means you're safe. If you can't take accountability for how you are perceived rather than your own stupid reality, how you are perceived, if you can do that, you are a safe person. But if you're only accountable for what you believe is right, you're not a safe person. And you're going to cause bitterness from other people in your life. And you're going to be surrounded by that because you don't listen to insecurities with a sense of empathy and compassion. You listen to try to be right and to defend yourself and to tell them how they should think about you because this is what I really meant. This is what I really am. Well, that's crap. You need to actually hear where they're coming from before you state what you think is the truth because they're not really ready to listen to your crap. They believe their perception. If you don't validate it, you're telling them what you're supposed to be in their eyes, and that's not going to fly for anybody. You also, if you're a bitter person, you have to stop talking about the past. There's always the temptation to talk poorly about someone who has wronged you, you know, but that's going to slide you right back into bitterness. If you're going to fixate on that, you're going to find you're going to have a terrible life. You also want to spend time with people who love you. If you're the smartest person, go to the room where people are smarter than you. If you're the most emotionally stable person, go to a room where people are more stable than you are so you can be that in your life to the people in your life. You know, the presumption that everybody is mentally healthy is stupid. We are all crazy. We are all mentally unhealthy at times. We all are in pain. That's why we go to church, because we are a congregation of people feeling pain, seeking God to reconcile our pain or each other as a community to identify each other's pain and actually have compassion. You know, that was Jesus' entire ministry was he was a soul living a human life, identifying with people's pain three years. But yes, you have to go and pray and meditate so you can restore yourself to go back in the world, get rid of your pain, give it to God and go back and identify with other people's pain so they can heal. That is life. That is the essence of why we're here, is to relate to each other, to understand each other's struggles, and to help each other through those struggles. You know, if you want to be a better person, you will never do that. You will never understand the spiritual side of yourself. You will never understand the deeper part of yourself. You have to accept yourself for who you are, that you are a good person, that you can heal. And you need to take the time to do that and get back to the essence of what goodness you have in yourself and who you want to be to your kids, to your family, to your spouse, to your life that you've actually taken vows to have. It's called a covenant. You know, I want to, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the health and wellness channel, the empowerment channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, most people don't make as many mistakes as dating many mistakes. Also, you'll never meet bitter people who are thankful or thankful people who are bitter. Also, drink vinegar if you want to be bitter. Also, resentment, this is Carrie Fisher, is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Thanks for listening, everybody. (music) 
That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back. 